Hello, I'm Andy McLeod. Hang on, are you saying I'm Andy McLeod, I'm Andrew Hollingworth, or shall I say and I'm Andrew Hollingworth? It's probably best yeah. it's probably best to say and. And I'm Andrew Hollingworth. Welcome to Freelance, the podcast where we invite guests to discuss the highs and lows of working freelance. How do you get started? How do you survive? How do you not lose all faith in humanity along the way? In this week's episode, we talk with actor slash multi-job man Samuel Greenhouse about hospitality, special educational needs and smug old ladies. Hey, Samuel. Hey, thanks for coming on, sir. You're very welcome. That was almost so, a knee slap. It, it was. Really I, don't know Mike, like I don't know if the mic picked it up, but I, I might just like do it again. Slap. Yeah, do it again for everybody who didn't quite Hi. hear it the first time. Hi, Sammy. I love it. It's brilliant. We'll it's do that every time. We won't. Um, so, uh, Sammy's my good friend who is an actor. Uh, this is the first time you've met Sammy, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. Um, <laughs> but uh, I wanted to get uh, Sammy on because Sammy is someone who has freelanced in many different jobs. Um, so you've got acting. You prob- would you still say that's your main profession? Do you, when people ask you what you yeah. are, you say you're an actor. Yeah, I think you have to, don't you? <laughs> you've got to say I am an actor. I'm not a, um, you know, all of the above. You have to sort of lead with that, even if you might not be doing it for six months of the year. Well, six months. Of the year. God, imagine acting for six months of the year. That'd be amazing. <laughs> um, that's the dream. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, that's what I call myself. Since you left drama school with me nine years ago. Nine years ago. Can you? Like list how many different sort of freelancing jobs you've had. Oh my god! Um, no, I'm not. I'm not talking like every acting no, role you've ever oh, done. No, no, no. I mean, like the Off different the the different professions and things that you've worked in because yeah. you've, you've done quite a lot. I mean, it's some of them obviously longer than others. Maybe thirty odd. I, I don't. I don't know. Um, and then that might be you know lots of hospitality starting off. You know, because when I left drama school, I was like, oh, that's an easy easy way to make money. You know, just and work in a pub or in a restaurant um, but then I think that's the thing about freelancing is you're very happy to try new stuff and you pick up new skills all the time but um, I'm look, always looking for the next thing I'm like okay I've done that but because I know it's not going to be my full t- my full time profession I'm like right I'll get as good at that as that as I can be and then I'll move on to something else so I, I worked a lot in hospitality initially and then it went into teaching and then running workshops and then just working with kids generally um, so yeah, a lot of my work now is um, is teaching, but that's not just in schools. That's in, in a variety. Of you places. do do you do mannying as well? Are you still doing that? Cause yeah, you've done that for yeah, a while. I do. So um, I've I've mannied. Um, uh, so is, is this an official mannied. term as well? It is. Or is it something you've just yeah, made? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. There's this episode of Friends where like new one. I, it's a new one on me. I've got to say. Mm. Yeah, I've never heard one. Never heard one. Manny. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's um, yeah, male nanny. But um, I think yeah, it's it's, it's quite. It's quite a demand for it now, mm. um, and I've done it on and off for about since I think 2014, 2013 maybe. I did work with my first family, so I've worked with about I don't know six families or so, and the family I'm working with at the moment, um, I've been with them for a couple of years, so it's quite it's quite nice to get that continuity and you get to know them obviously, and um, uh, they've now all gone. So they were sort of the twins were two, and then the their brother was four when I started, so there was a lot of work. Now they're all gone to school, so I'm like, okay, I don't really work. What am I going to do? <laughs> so I've got, to, so I've now, now started another job. Um, just last week, actually. So um, yeah, it's just trying to trying to pay the rent. Really. How did you get into manning originally? So it's quite, it's, I wouldn't even know where to. 
yeah. start? Like, did you have to get qualifications, or was it just because you've? I assume you have to be DBS checked. And yeah, that sort of stuff. Well, of course, back, back in the day of the CRB. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, CRB back then. So I, uh, I worked for Young Shakespeare Company, as did you, Andy. Oh, lovely. Yeah, in yeah, fact, yeah, we've, yeah. we've all worked for the Young we Shakespeare have, Company. Yeah. Um, uh, which, if our listeners don't know, is a um, a theatre and education effectively company, but they they tour uh, condensed versions of Shakespeare plays um, to hundreds of primary schools around the country and secondary schools as well. Uh, oh, and secondary schools. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we did. A, we met doing a sec- doing a secondary schools tour, and I've done a couple of primary schools tours. Right. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I never yeah. did the secondary. Yeah. But they've got. I mean, they've been going for what fifteen years now. I would say that a little bit longer. Maybe, I think. Yeah. yeah, but they, they do brilliant. They yeah. do brilliant work. Really good, and they've got their sort of really framework of how they they want yeah. their workshops to be. Mm. Um, but yeah, so this was one of my first acting jobs, and I realised I actually really liked working with kids because um, very often in hospitality the it makes you hate the general public because <laughs> mm. you get a lot of obnoxious. I mean, you get obnoxious people in any profession you do, but get obnoxious kids in school. Oh my sure. god, yeah, and the teachers, but there's less of them. That's it. It's, it's so true. Um, but yeah, so I did the Young Shakespeare Company, and then I was like, oh, okay, I wonder if there's some way of doing that when I'm not acting um, and not not being employed by YSC. So um, I heard about this company that do mannying and um, started working with a family just a few hours a week. Um, and then it just sort of snowballed from there, really. So that led to working with other families or going, you know, helping out during the holidays. Was that usually a recommendation, or was it more that just uh, because you were confident, you had the experience, you were then writing to other, yeah. you know, approaching other families yeah. or, or other agencies? Or That's yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, just word of mouth, which a lot of it is. I think when you when you're working with kids, you know, ultimately the parents just want they want to trust you. It's not they can't just um, uh, you know, they want to know that their kids are in safe hands so they will you know if it is an after school club or drama club or other parents you meet at the school gates they'll they'll talk about they might talk about you say oh so and so needs help with um, you know Agatha needs help with her maths on a Thursday afternoon if you would and you mind helping it'd be lovely um, do you know what I mean so it's, you get, there is a bit of that um, but I'm fine I'm happy to do it it's, it's good money so I'm like oh okay sure I'll, I'll help Does- I wish it's, does your own <laughs> not that it's not that it's unique to they, any they don't have names yeah. no, no, no. no exactly um, I know you do um, lambda exams uh, for another mm. theatre school which we'll get onto in a moment but just going on to, while we're talking about the manning yeah obviously you're a specialist in theatre so in acting is there does that ever come up like are they like oh actually take my kid to the dramas, drama club after school or can you help them with this monologue you know do you ever get stuff like that that where you're using the skills that you learn at uni. Yeah. Um, well, so I've, funnily enough, my manning hasn't crossed over with, uh, with drama teaching as such, but I think a lot of the skills um, that you do use manning is, okay, there, there is a lot of stuff which is just like pick the kids up from school, cook their dinner, you know, change a nappy, put them to bed, whatever, you know, practical things like that. But there are other things like just getting them enthused about, um, you know, giving them a bit of energy because mum doesn't come home for for four hours and they can't just sit in front of the TV. You got to sort of think on your feet about you know just making stuff. So you know we might you might you know play a game which isn't just a board game, but you're making it up together and just try and encourage them to have an imagination. Really. So no, I'm not going to put manning on my acting CV, but there are some transferable skills there. Yeah, I think, yeah. just sort mm-hmm. of um, 
giving them that, that spark to be like, oh, well, let's do this. Yes, and let's, you know, that sort of improv thing of like yeah. always saying yes and yes, let's do this and let's do this. Um, <laughs> and by the end of it, I'm like, oh my God, that was exhausting. But, um, but, you know, I think once you work with a family for a little bit, you get to know, you, you develop a sort of shorthand with them so you know what they like, what they don't like. And, yeah. And you can you can humour them a little bit as well. So. I mean, you were, we interrupted you before, you were about to crack up Friends reference, what was that? Oh, oh no, that would, you, so you're asking about Mannying. Yeah. That's where that, I think that's, I don't know if that's... Is that, does it come from there? From. Yeah, there's this episode with Freddie Prince Jr. when he was acting, before he went off to, to do wrestling, yeah. whatever he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> he was still an actor. He, uh, he plays, his jokes, this character, who's a, a Manny, um, for Ross and Rachel's baby, and he's there with like little hand puppets. And he's a, he's a bit of a wet character, but it's quite funny because I, I watched it back actually a few weeks ago, and I was like, yeah, it's quite accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but I mean, this like that's it because like the family I work with at the moment, they were two of the, their brothers were babies when I looked after them, so it was that. And, um, you do learn a lot of stuff on the job, like um, yeah, like, like I said, changing nappies or bath time, and, and a lot of this the. The woman who, sorry, their mother, employed, who employed me, didn't, didn't the woman, <laughs> their mother. She was um, right now. Yeah. No, they're, they're absolutely lovely, but obviously, you know, the reason they're, they're employing me is because they can't look after their kids as much yeah. as they'd like to, um, for those to do those things. So it would be like, right, well, uh, this kid needs its nappy changing, and I've never done this before, and this wasn't in the interview, but it's got to be done. So you just, and then after a while, you just, you know, yeah. it's not even a thing. Um and it's, it's funny, isn't it? Like, they scream, you tell people, think, like, something like changing a nappy. I don't know why that's a big thing, but for some people, it's like, oh, you did that. I was like, yeah. It's, it's, and then you just, and then, <laughs> it's, and then it's just, it's done. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you've got a really good relationship with the family in the sense that they're, they're aware that that's not solely what you do and you can yeah. and other things can come up. Definitely. I'm quite lucky that way because. <laughs> do you work with one family at the moment? I do work with one family. With them. And when and I start. Is that your choice? Like, can you work with multiple families or does that yeah so it's, or... it's just the one family yeah. um, because I only money for well my hours have been cut down recently since they've all started at school but I was only doing right. sort of maybe 15 hours a week manning because okay. um, I had other things for the rest of the week but um, but because I had that one family I was able to you know you develop that trust and um, if I hadn't literally if I had an audition the next day it was fine um, and they'd, they'd make it work because they had two other nannies, because obviously they wow. can afford three nannies, because cool. they have one person to clean the house in the morning, another person to, you know, do the dry cleaning, and then obviously you've got the garden. And, I mean, that's... Good luck to them. Good for them. them. <laughs> yeah. Good on you. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's actually quite useful that way, where I don't have to swap a shift around or call anyone up to be like, oh, can, can you cover yeah. me? It's just like, can't work this time and they're like oh it's fine because that in itself can get really draining excuse me that in itself can get really draining can't it because you, you end up because like you were saying about various hospitality jobs one of the difficulties about hospitality oh jobs my god yeah it's often and I'm not casting any aspersions at all but quite often you you don't quite get the support from mm. the employer do you and that kind of thing where you sort of go to look at because like you've, you've got to find something that is manageable for yourself and you know yeah. sort of all of that, you know everything attached to it so you can do everything else but yeah it's sometimes it can be a bugger just going I've got to go. even if it's just for like an hour mm-hmm. you've got to go look I'm just going to pop out for an hour yeah that's why so many people work really draining kind of night long night yeah. hours isn't it as well mm-hmm. because at least they've got days 
to, like my, one of my jobs at the moment is an evening job that I thoroughly enjoy, but it's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just having those days free. It's the hours you've got, yeah. Important. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's that thing, that's where castings are, isn't it? <laughs> castings are during the day. Exactly. <laughs> I think that is the hardest thing I've found since, I mean, I've been freelancing for the best part of 10 years and um, it doesn't get easier in terms of like, because you can't plan for the unpredictability of a last minute audition. It just it just happens and you've just got to do your best. And I've had to miss you know, good auditions because of whatever reason. Um, but then, you know, as, as annoying as that is, um, there is also that freedom to know that, yeah, okay, but I'm not doing, you know, I'm not casting aspersions on other people's jobs, but on, I'm not doing that job that I don't want to do. It of is, course. It might be, yeah. not, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, and that's a nine to five. Um, and I envy a lot of the um, stability that that brings, but at the same time, it's good to remind myself of the flexibility that um, being a freelancer has. Um, I mean, you've got, you're always alert in terms of like, so I don't put an out of office email on because I can't, you know, if an email comes in at nine, I'm, I'm going to answer it. And I have, yeah, you know, because yeah. you, you, you know, or you'll miss the, you'll miss the, um, the boat. Um, do you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, so I think it's just reminding yourself of that freedom that freelancing can bring as difficult as it can be sometimes. Um, before we go ahead, and we've been talking about hospitality a bit, mm. um, it's reminded me, you, you've done a lot of work, your family business is running a hotel. Yeah, it yeah. Was? Those yeah, yeah, they've, yeah, they've got it, yeah. Yeah, so was, how was that, was that mainly like summer job and Christmas job sort of thing for you, or did you, were you ever working there full time? Yeah, I was. Um, I moved, um, I, I so one of my family members uh, was, was uh, ill for a little while, so I went, I just sort of left London for a few weeks to help out the hotel. Um, and obviously, Where, that was. Whereabouts is the hotel? It's uh, it's in the Cotswolds in uh, a little town called Burford. Okay. Is, it's called the Gateway to the Cotswolds. My girl lives <laughs> in the Cotswolds, so I'm, oh, I'm, really? I'm, I've, I've been to, I've been through Burford. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Burford. So we're getting married in a couple of weeks, um, mm. and Andy, um, for our listeners, is Andrew Hollingworth. Um, Andy, come along. So, <laughs> um, but that's in the Cotswolds in, the, in Kingscote, and it's it's a lovely part of the world. But um, I'm flattered for an hundred and twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will be there. <laughs> Where's my seat? <laughs> he said. He said it. Brilliant. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but sorry, going back to your question. So yeah, this is a lovely place to escape to the Cotswolds, and and I, the the good thing is that I, I did have to leave London. Because I, you know, wanted to be with family, but there was work there as well, and I could, you know, work in in the family um, a hotel there. Um, but yeah, hospitality is a hard gig in itself. It's, um, it's you know, I think that's the people people take for granted, you know, how how hard uh, people people work in that industry um, for not a lot of um, not a lot of reward really. And obviously, mm-hmm. you can you can you can get great rewards from it, but. Um, yeah, it's tough. But it can be very underappreciated. Yeah, hugely. Particularly by the customers. Who, hugely. Because I worked in Sainsbury's for six years of my life. It's not really hospitality. <laughs> it's the same thing where if a customer is annoyed yeah. with the company, they will take it out on the face of that company for that, Definitely. that moment. So when I was working for customer services, it's the worst. And I imagine it happens all the time in restaurants and hotels and things as well, where yeah. if someone's not happy... It's someone else who's taken the brunt for the company there. It's yeah. someone who's like, 
I granted some people do make mistakes, but most of the time it's the person who's, who hasn't made any fault yeah. that just has to take the hit. Yeah. There was this one day where I knew I, I, I needed to get a new job because I'd been working in this pub for too long in uh, North London somewhere. And uh, this woman came in and uh, it was a Sunday, so everyone's having a roast. And she's like, excuse me, um, your vegetarian um, gravy option, I, I've got a query about this. And I'm like, oh, yes, yes, man, I'm always it. Well, well, it says it's over the beurre blanc. And I was like, oh, yes, that's, that's right. It was, a, it was like a nut roast or something with, a, you know, all the trimmings and a beurre blanc. And she's like, well, I don't think that's good enough. And I'm like, oh, okay, like, I'm, not the, I'm not the chef. I don't arrange. She's like, oh, can I just have um, just, just some stock? And I'm like, what do you mean stock? I just want to stock you with, with a bit of gravy. And, and, and I was like, and I'm thinking, that's, that's not gravy, is it? That's just... Do you mean like an oxo cube man? She's like, yeah, yeah, yes. She's like get apoplectic with, <laughs> with fury that we only we had this. Which I think beurre blanc is quite a nice thing, right? Anyway, <laughs> so um, I was, and I asked this kitchen, and they were like, mate, we don't have just oxo cubes. Like we're we're a decent kitchen. They they had a, they were good chefs. Um, yeah, they just have great. Yeah, man, it's really nice. So I t- go and tell her. She's like, right. <laughs> and she gets up and she leaves her plate there because she lived around the corner. She came back, no joke. She came back like ten minutes later. With a little uh, a little jug that she'd stirred herself at home with her own little uh, oxo vegetable cube <laughs> with his water, and I was like, "Oh, you, you got your own gravy?" She's like, yes, thank you. And it's like, "Oh, everything." And she looked she looked so smug that she'd gone home and got her own little oh gravy, and I'm like, "Oh, for f-. and I was like, I'm done, I'm done, I'm out of this." <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I finished my shift, but I was like, "No, this this is a sign. I need I need a, yeah. I hate the public right now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. But that's it, and it's not the end of the world. You know, that's that's it. It's just another job, and that's you just get used to looking for the next thing. Yeah, and like, yeah. Okay, what else could I do? Go on, give that a go. Yeah. So some of the other things you do, um, working with children, you work in schools. Yeah. Are you still doing that at the moment? No, not any. Well, not. Um, you haven't done so I, I was a one to one in primary schools as like a learning support for SEN kids. So I did that. I've done that. Yeah. Quite a lot of that. Yeah. Yes. And I'm absolutely, that actually led from uh, sort of around the time of YSC as well. Mm. Um, and yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely loved it. Um, I've worked in various schools um, and for like different periods of time. And then one school I was there for about two and a half years, I guess. Um, but then, and I, I, yeah, I really liked the work, but I knew I didn't want to be a teacher. Yeah. But I didn't want all of that work to go to waste yeah. so I was like right I've not done any acting work for a while let's not let all that um, be for nothing so I wrote a play um, basically about my experiences of working in uh, with kids with special needs um, and um, yeah so I, I sort of it was a one man show I played a variety of characters like with, with kids with Asperger's and Down Syndrome um, and um, and learning difficulties and then you meet like Senkos and uh, one-to-ones and uh, speech and language therapists. What's um, a, a Sanko? Oh, uh, so a special educational needs coordinator. Mm-hmm. So they're the sort of first port of call for the kids who are what's called statemented, or mm-hmm. they get like an educational healthcare plan. Um, was that what was that the show was called by any chance? It was. It was called poster for it. In the room we're there in. is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a lot of stars on that poster, Sammy, I'm not going to lie. It did well, yeah. We, yeah. We, yeah it's Very about... reasonably priced as well. <laughs> Six to £9.50. Indeed. You know, you don't have to go over a tenner. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. When, when, did you, when did you perform that? When was well, that? so this was um, 
I started writing it middle of last year, so mm. just over a year ago, and then did, it had its first run at the King's Head uh, last December, which Andy, um, he's... Um, Andy number one, just Andy, so very clear, that's me. Oh, is that right? I don't want to... Uh, and for the purpose of this episode, it's, it's you. I'll, okay. I'll defer <laughs> for this particular <laughs> um, week. <laughs> I mean... Other than being, a, as well as being a, um, a very talented actor, and he's also very talented at um, tacking, and he, he's, he's just very good at that sort of stuff. He, he understands. So the only um, reason this podcast exists. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's that, Andy's baby. That is sort of true. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's the brain, I'm the brawn. <laughs> I've got brains too. Yeah. And brawn. I've got, I've got everything, really. <laughs> I'm going to cut that. I just sound like a smug. I haven't been around for a while. I need to come around and watch you edit, because then at least I feel like I've done something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But So yeah, Andy tech the first show at King's Head. Um, and then, um, yeah, we did a, like a rehearsal and development, and, and Andy and, and friends and directors were there. Um, and then we did another run, at the King's Head uh, beginning of 2018 and then took it to the Edinburgh Fringe and um, well, so that was this year you were yeah yeah just, yeah just wow. and went, yeah just and went really well won an award and it's um, got some great reviews and um, my partner also texted it multiple times he's seen the show more than anybody because <laughs> in our flat you know <laughs> rehearsing it every day trying to that's the thing when it's a one man show isn't it yeah you can sort of just you can sort of rehearse quote unquote anywhere yeah. exactly and yeah. in front of anybody yeah. with their consent or that's not it. <laughs> it's so true but you have to do you know it's, it's one thing running lines but um, it's one thing I tell my kids um, when my Lambda students is mm. one of my sort of lessons if, I, if you like for kids I teach is don't never learn lines just quietly just don't just, don't just read it to yourself speak it out loud yeah. it doesn't have to be with anybody listening although that might, that really helps if you do have an audience but just speak it out loud and um, and you're you know hearing the words and um, hearing how that you know taking it off the page makes it just brings it to life um, and uh, anyway so yeah we, um, that was we're actually doing it at the just got another slot of the Cheltenham Everyman uh, next year so this, this whole process is, yeah thank you it's, it's, it's great it's going really well we've got just got funding from a charity and in Cheltenham as well, who heard about the show. Um, How did you get that funding? Did you write to them or did they approach you? Or no, they seen it was or? Word, I, I so I, I'd looked at Arts, Can, Arts Council funding applications and I was like, I'm, I'm, I, this is such a nightmare. It's just, it's so, the, the application is so long. And to be honest, with at that stage, I didn't think it was likely I'd get funding anyway because it was a show I was taking to Edinburgh and there's thousands of performers in Edinburgh and you know why would why would they give money to an Edinburgh show, um, and they may well have done, but um, I didn't pursue it. Like, despite the the subject matter, which is about you know special needs, and it's quite um, quite prevalent at the moment in the news, and how lots of kids are falling behind in the current system. And we had a um, so Emily Thornbury, who's the the shadow foreign secretary, actually, she was the local MP to King's Head, and she came along to watch the performance, so that was great, you know, talking to local That's government. Really good, really good. But even that, you're like, okay, but, um, you know, you don't get um, funding for, for something like that. Anyway, this charity just contacted me out of the blue, because um, I, I don't know whether one of their board had been to a performance or just heard about it through word of mouth, and um, said, look, we've heard about the show, we'd really like to... Um, sponsor you for um, a performance or a couple of performances um, in Gloucestershire. And I grew up in Gloucestershire, so I was like, well, I had that personal connection. 
So I wrote to a few theatres, Cheltenham Everyman got back to me, and they just had a refurb actually in their studio. Um, so yeah, I'm doing it there next uh, next May, which is really exciting. Um, I think by the end of it, I'll be like, right, okay, I need, I need to do another play now, because um, <laughs> I've done it so many times, but it's great. and it's um, There is something, um, other than it being um, a bit of an ego trip for me, because it's a one-man show, <laughs> there is something quite therapeutic about doing that, you know, playing all these different parts, um, and um, you're, you're in, because, you know, you've You've written your own work lots of times, Andy. Uh, so you get that. Anyone. Yeah, just uh, to anyone. clarify. <laughs> I've never written anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get some, having like autonomy over your work and not, as a freelancer, you're con- yeah, you, you do have autonomy in the sense that you file your own tax return and you're looking for your you know, ways to pay your rent. But, it's like the shit type of yeah, autonomy, yeah. isn't it? It's all the weekend, exactly. all the shit bits. Yeah. <laughs> But no, but you do joking apart. You you took you you know you write you totally do. Yeah. You, you, you there is that there is that. I think that's part of the reason why certain, a lot of the people that we speak to like that, that's the attra- that's the attractive thing mm. about that is having is you are your own boss and you mm-hmm. do have the ability to you know you can manage your own time and pick stuff up and pick stuff completely. Out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, it's wicked that you it's wicked that you've created something that you've created which is a large part of what you do you've taken inspiration from other areas of work that you've done into your creative life yeah because also I mean that's something what your play is I mean the chances of it's probably very rare whilst I say it's rare there's like two thirds of us here have done it we've worked with special needs kids in in schools that are also actors right that's what I was getting at that for someone to actually take what's going on there and turn that into a piece of art, because most people that go and do that sort of work probably aren't actors or writers, yeah. you know. So you're kind of given a voice to, uh, you know. So I know you're you're very passionate about it, and you've seen it firsthand, and how how the schools just aren't quite fit to yeah. deal with um, with the situation sometimes, and yeah, there aren't enough of, resources. Lack and, of support, and, yeah, and yeah. lack of support because people don't really <clears throat> understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I remember from your show one of the it's one of the, it's, you, you're playing a teacher yeah and you're just saying um, you're asking the is it SEN is, is the role yeah. you play right oh no so that's so what the, the SEN oh, is the, who you are is yeah, when you go into school you're an SEN the, well the one to, so one to one is what I was doing one of the is, that's that was, SEN, so that's stands, what, SEN stands for special educational needs right okay so sorry the, without sounding really cold about it SEN stands for special educational needs and that is the designation that's given to a child that requires that extra support right okay yeah. and you were talking about Sankos who are the coordinators of that and then yeah. you go in as a as a one to one yeah essentially yeah that's but what's yeah so the scene I was uh, mentioning yeah you're a teacher and you're you're really frazzled by you're trying to teach the class and there's um, a child that's being disruptive. Yeah. And because you don't have the know your teacher, the character doesn't have the know-how of how to deal with that child, yeah. all they do is tell the, the one-to-one, can you just take them outside and just do reading or something? You know, it's, yeah. it's things like that. It's like, oh, they're distracting everyone else, can you just take them out? Yeah. And actually it's a really, I guess it's like, it, it's not a very good way of integrating into no, school no. and certainly into society later no, on. No. So... It's a really good piece of work. You should see it next time. Sorry. No, I'd, well, I'd, I'd love to. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we're hoping to get involved as well. I'm just still. Oh, you know, fab. Fingers crossed. But mm. um, 
Well, we'll keep an eye out. We'll 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 tweet about it and stuff nice. as well. Oh, fantastic. And if anyone's in Cheltenham in May, yeah, go along. Get on down. Yeah. Hopefully, and we'll have nearly 14th ten listeners by then. Fourteenth and fifteenth of May. Fourteenth and fifteenth of May. Yeah. We'll have loads by then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> be rolling in them. Yeah. Exactly. We'll be. We'll be half half an hour in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just get, we about to say something really. I was going to say I, was, I couldn't think of how to word it. No, it was, it was going to be along the lines of something like, "Oh, we'll be telling people to fuck off because we don't need their support." Wow. But I couldn't think of a That's funny pretty, way of saying that. So yeah, just, you still couldn't, could you? <laughs> <laughs> not, 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 not denying that. Not denying that. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> let's go back. Let's go back a little bit. Then. Yeah. Um, so you both trained at drama school together. So yeah. You, were, you did that together. Um, when you were growing up, was that? When did the creative creative side of what you do come into your life? I guess. Um. So I think. I've been told that I, um, by a family, apparently a family friend heard me saying when I was like six or something, oh, I want to be an actor when I'm older, which I have no, I have no memory of. Um, I wasn't, um, yeah, I, mean, I, I was fine in school, but I was never particularly academic. Um, I was, I had much, I, I loved doing extracurricular plays more than like sports, for instance. Um, although, well, actually, I, I I was really into my cricket, um, so it was. I've, Boom, great sport. You know, yeah. yeah, big cricket. Yeah, fan. so yeah. I had like when I was um, how old was I? I was ten, and I had trials for Gloucestershire because um, I worked. I, I worked. I, didn't, I did not work as a ten-year-old. I um, I played yeah, a lot of cricket, but then I um, one of the one of the people who ran the club said, "Oh, I'll they were great then as well. They were really good. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, Gloucestershire. Yeah, and I used to go, you know, go watch." Uh, cricket where I grew up so I'd go to Edgebaston quite frequently yeah, which was yeah. nice so my granddad lives in Croydon so I'd go up and stay with him and he'd, he'd take me to Lords, and that was amazing you know this before the, they did up the um, that big media centre yeah. the top and all that before all that yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a big focus but then drama sort of came in when I was around 11, 12 like when I was really sort of I say serious I mean how serious I was when you 11, 12 but just doing as much as I could like uh, Lambda um, and um, like village plays. I, I grew up in a very small village in the Cotswolds, where you know it's you know like something out of uh, Vicar of Dibley, literally <laughs> like that. It's, um, but you know you, there's there's so much, and <laughs> it's the irony, isn't it? When you say you want to be an actor, you never do as, you never do as little acting. Um, uh, what, what am I trying to say? You, you do so much more acting before you decide that you want yeah. to be an actor. Yeah, like when you're a kid, yeah, like yeah. with like school plays, totally, all the time, you know, local yeah, towns or whatever it is. Yeah. There's so if many. You want to do it so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. largely, which is what's brilliant. Like we, we've talked about this on another podcast where someone mentioned that, that we're a little bit spoiled in this country for how much theatre there is and how much, yeah. how generally, like just getting up and performing how accessible that is for Definitely, kids yeah. like if they want to do it and uh-huh. the family supports it because so, that was exactly the same I got to say I did youth theatre when I was younger yeah. and, that, and that was just I just really really enjoyed it hugely yeah. it wasn't until I got to uni because I went to uni before I went to drama school and uh-huh. until then I was like no I'm going to do this properly yeah. So, yeah. so yeah so I started doing lot, as many plays as I could from like 11 to 15 and then somebody said oh do you want to do some 
open air Shakespeare, and I'd never Shakespeare kind of scared me a little bit. I was like, never really done anything, never really understood it. But like I was saying earlier about when I teach my kids now, I say just speak out loud, and it makes it, it brings that meaning to it. So when you're learning lines, read it out loud. I was, when I started speaking Shakespeare out loud, suddenly I was like, oh my god, right, oh, I see what you're saying, okay, because it's not meant to be read, it's meant to be performed, right, okay. And then the whole concept of, like, storytelling and making up little scenes, so my best mate, Ben, we used to just make the most ridiculous videos, like, they meant, they made no sense. Because we had a little camera, we used to, you know, you'd plug it in with your USB to the computer, it used to, you know, probably took about four hours to do it back then, but we used to make these little videos of like complete crap it was just it made no but it was so much fun we just you know coming up with these little these little scenes and these little characters because um, we were just playing and um, and then yeah I did National Youth Theatre and, and then drama school and I was in your sixth form and like right what am I going to do now I don't oh, do I do uni or just go to drama school so yeah um, audition for drama school and then um, and I think just as a freelancer you try and think okay well I do have to I do have to do this job now, which maybe I don't want to do, but approaching it from that point of view of, like, play and fun, like you do when you're a kid, when you're like, oh, you know, um, I think that's why I do lots, you know, doing lots of drama teaching as I do, and it's, um, it's, you know, you, it's, it's, it's quite refreshing and quite liberating to know that, yeah, okay, I'm not earning as much as I did last week or last month, but I get to go to work and, um, pretend that we're in a wizard's castle and um, we need to go and defeat the evil Voldemort, uh, Voldemort. yeah wh- whatever it is do you know what I mean it's, and that might be, yeah Voldemort exactly um, so yeah so I think I think um, I think it's always sort of been part of my life sort of just telling stories and just just play really and going through the the other jobs that you've done around that have you always has it always been a conscious decision to try and do things that give you a sort of comparable amount of passion and sort of ignite a bit of something in you yeah. rather than go I'm just doing this to pay the bills for this period of time so I can do this yeah a bit a bit of both I've made mistakes in the past can I I've got an anecdote about this company I used to work for who oh my god like the, literally the worst job I've ever had like the worst <laughs> job please divulge so. It was a, I won't say the company name, I mean, they're probably defunct, um, <laughs> but it's, um, it if was... it slips out, we can always cut it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is years ago, so yeah, anyway, um, they did character parties, so, and the, the training was so minimal, like, they literally just threw you right in the deep end, and, um, yeah, character parties, so you might be like... Um, Woody at one party or Scooby-Doo or Buzz Lightyear and you know they, they, they had like the proper costumes which because they got passed around from person to person they absolutely stank because like you're sweating so much in these costumes and they never wash them and like you turn up to this you know seven year old's princess party looking like an absolute idiot like and they, they, so they wanted everyone to have their own character if you had like a clown party so I was like oh well I was like, oh, wacky, wacky Jack, that'll be my character. And I, I'd come in with this stupid wig, and, and, I, and I was like, like in, in answer to your question, Andy, I was like, yeah, that, that'll be a good job, because it'll be like, it's still sort of acting, right? And it's, yeah, and it's good money, because it was, it was actually quite good money. 
Um, you leave your dignity at the door, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, I, went, I, went, I had, uh, had this call from my boss, and she was like, um, all right, so we've got a party tomorrow. It's, um, it's M&S um, head office, and it's bring your kids to work day. I'm like, oh, sweet, okay. She's like, yeah, so it's £60 for the hour. So I was like, you know, you know when you're 22 or something, that's, oh, yeah, man, 60 quid for an hour. That's, oh, easy money, great. But that's, I don't mind what I have to do. Um, she, and I, she, she's like, right, yeah, practice your face painting. And I'm like, wait, what? Because that never came up in the job interview. And she's like, yeah, yeah, your face paint. Have you got your face paint kit with you? I'm like, we didn't, this, we haven't been through this. What are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, you need to pick up your kit. And I'm like, right, okay. <laughs> so went to, I don't know, like the far reaches of southwest London uh, to pick up this kit from this um, this house and then go to M&S head office, bring your kid to work day, dressed as a clown, um, and um, <laughs> I practiced on my, my housemate at the time's face the night before. I was like, oh, but do you know what? That's all right. If, if they ask for that, then that'll do. That's sort of like a generic sort of thing that I'll go for. If they ask for a vole that's been shaven oh. twice, that goes <laughs> something really obscure. Yeah. Well, no, well, exactly. This, little girl, <laughs> this poor girl, bless her. She was about five, I don't know, looking at me with these sincere eyes. And she goes, I, can I be a rabbit, please? And I'm like... Ah, oh, I didn't do rabbit. Yeah, 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 okay. Anyway, long story short, I'm sorry, this is a long story, this is not what we're talking about. But um, I made the uh, the paint too wet, so I hadn't got the ratio of water to paint <laughs> right. So I start brushing this girl's face with this brown paint, and bless her, she looks, and obviously she, she can't see what she looks like, but I'm looking and thinking, oh, you poor thing. So I'm, and this, <laughs> I can see this brown paint just dripping off her. And it's, I mean, it's terrible. It is, it's awful. And I'm trying to paint. I was like, oh, do you, do you want, like, do you want whiskers, sweetie? Or, like, how, how do you want? She's like, no, can you, like, can you, can you just, like, paint a rabbit on my cheek? And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, okay. So I'm, like, trying to do this. And then I swear down, I hear, I hear behind me the two parents um, who popped in for their lunch break, you know, M&S HQ. And then one of them says to the other one, hey, he's not very good at the face paint, is he? <laughs> and I'm like, I know, I know. <laughs> anyway, I took the money and ran. And then... Um, gave up on face painting. I gave up. I, I, I dropped off the costume and said, I think I think I need another job. Um, but this, you know, um, you know, you, you live and learn. And um, <laughs> But then, you know, obviously I've done other other jobs for much long, longer term periods than, than that um, since. But I was young, you know. <laughs> you, I guess you're you always eager to please when you're young, aren't you? Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, I certainly think, like, how I am now when I approach a job, I get, and I'm, like, so much happier now to say no to stuff. Completely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm so talking true. acting terms here, yeah. but I do on other but just things I do as well. Yeah, yeah just generally, like, do you know what? I don't yeah. need to do that. No, you're less, you're less, so you're less, what's the word? You're less kind of, Willing to let people, yeah, willing, yeah, willing to let people take the pace. Less vulnerable is what you are. Yeah, (laughs) you just, you just got a little bit more. But that comes with experience, isn't it? Yeah, we've all, we've all, we've all got comparable. But that's it. It's the experience. Someone, someone Mm -hmm. might, your acting agent might phone you up and be like, "It's not really an acting job. I've got a clown workshop where you're going to have to face paint to Sainsbury's headquarters or (laughs) whatever." Maybe not for me. Now you know not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you've been on a face painting course and then maybe, yeah. who knows, you could be a very wealthy man. Or the doubly hourly fee. That's it. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. I don't know if, I'm sure this isn't just an actor thing, but maybe maybe it's specific to freelancers because you are always looking for the work that you, 
you do go through this process of convincing yourself that even if it's something which is so wrong for you, there is like that, there is a few seconds, it might, you know, it might be two seconds, it might be a minute, where you're like, oh, I could do that. It's like, yeah, I mean, no, okay, no, maybe I haven't played the double bass before, or, or I don't actually speak Lithuanian, um, <laughs> or I don't, or I don't, I don't have that skill in my rep, but yeah, I could do it. And then, you, and then I think you're right, you, you get to a point where you're like, no, it's not for me, and that's fine, you just, yeah. just move on. Um because chances are you won't be good at it anyway. So you'll just you'll regret doing it. But um, but yeah, at least you know there is a lot of stuff I've done which I wouldn't have done otherwise. I think just from, you should try it and you're like, yeah, that wasn't for me. Yeah. So going forward now, um, obviously you're getting married in mm. two and a half weeks. Indeed, two and a half weeks. You are the ring bearer. Am I? Yeah. It's the fun. first time you've. You, is that the, is that the offer? The first time the offer's been on the table. Yeah, is that complete news to you? Yeah. <laughs> Where is it? You <laughs> <laughs> can see how Andy number one as he is today is sitting right now. I'm so <laughs> I'm, leaning, I'm leaning back on my chair, arrogant. Uh, I'm not even wearing underwear with your <laughs> on, with your unbranded jogging bottoms. No, I mean I'm wearing jogging bottoms, but I am commando today. <laughs> <laughs> so. I don't think this is relevant, but I'm going to say it anyway. We need to pad this episode out a bit. <laughs> I'm wow. Um, wow. wow. You've lost your ring bearer status. There we go. Um, no, so I was, um, I was doing some building work today, and I was coming straight from there to here, and uh, I just begged Sammy if I could use his shower, and uh, yeah. I did, but I realised I didn't have any spare underwear, so here we are. Anyway, moving forward. Uh, <laughs> right. That's how I started the, the sentence, and somehow we got... And now to me leaning back on my chair, which I'm now doing again. It's, right, it's probably for the best. Um, Just leave it, there, leave it there. Yeah, so you're getting married in, in two and a half weeks. Um, is that going to, as far as you're concerned, are you still going to be working the way you are? Or are you thinking, like, oh, okay, now I need to do more or less of any kind of work? Or Well, I work, so well, my current working week, I'll do a, a bit of manning or tutoring. Um, I teach Lambda, so I've got about 30 um, sort of one-to-one Lambda kids that I teach um, throughout the week, and um, a lot of those are on Saturday, so there is, my partner is, um, you know, just does Monday to Friday, Um, and so obviously my biggest earning day is Saturday, so I can't give that up at the moment, I'm like, I have to, but it cuts into our weekend, so I'm like, oh, that would be nice, wouldn't it, if I get more teaching work, I've just started a new job just come from training this morning actually um, where I could still work in schools running drama um, drama workshops in schools and um, if I get enough hours doing that then I'll be like okay I, won't, I can give up my weekend work then and it's like okay well that's X amount of money that's, that's guaranteed money in the bank it's like okay yeah but I've done that now I can maybe um, just do more hours during the week because you know I've not worked Fridays for the last 18 months I just don't have work on Fridays which is it's really nice but obviously my partner does so um, it's good for me because you know I, I love cooking. So I like um, I cook a really nice meal <laughs> for when he gets home. Um, but I'm bored for a lot of it because I'm like ah. Oh. And then you, and then you start. I don't know if you guys do this, but the days that you aren't working as a freelancer that you feel like you could be working, you have this weird guilt. Completely. And I hate. And yeah. it's like oh, what could I? What what should I be doing? And you know you go through, you go through your emails, you look through your diary, and. and you know, nine times out of ten, 
there's nothing you can do. Whether it is, okay, if it's, say, as a job on Spotlight that you bombard a casting agent about, and, you know, I did that a lot to begin with, but to be honest, I mean, putting on my, putting on my play, you realise a lot of people that you bombard are never going to come anyway. Like, and I know that, not, that's not to be too pessimistic. I think that's just a fact, and it makes more sense to just put it on and promote it as much as you can rather than pester people. Mm. So going back to, yeah, these days that you have off, um, if it is like off term time as well, I get quite I get quite stressed because I'm like, oh my god, like uh, the kids don't come back to school until you know the third of the month or whatever, and I'm and it's you know it's only the fifteenth now. What we're gonna do from this day? And you know, work does come, it does trickle through, but um, there is there is still that guilt of like, oh man, I, I I always work Tuesdays, and now I've got for the next two Tuesdays I don't have anything. What am I gonna do? And so you, like I I, I put myself through these weird. I feel like, well, I still want to... I get up at, like, seven every day, regardless of whether I'm working or not. I'll make a point of doing it, and I'll do my I'll do my yoga, <laughs> and I'll watch the news, and I'll eat my, my breakfast, and then I'll get my steps in, and I'll be like, right, I'm going to I'm gonna read that book, because um, cause that's a book that you should read in life. <laughs> so I'll be like, yeah, that's... Because that, that's, like, self-improvement, right? So, and, you know, to be honest, and I'm pleased I do these things. Um, or, do you know what, I'm... I will watch a whole series of BoJack Horseman in, in a day, but that's good because because that's acting. Yeah. <laughs> for, for people that haven't seen BoJack Horseman, the, oh, it's brilliant. the story is about a, a humanoid horse who used to be a an actor in the nineties, and now he's all washed up and depressed. Yeah, it's one of the best things I've ever seen. It's so relatable, it's um, so intelligent, it's and amazing. Yeah. I've I've openly wet at Bojack Horseman yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah agreed yeah. honestly I know we're off topic a bit here but anyone should just watch it give it a chance it's mm. uh, it's one of those I think if it wasn't an, it probably has won multiple awards but if it wasn't yeah. an animation it would be up for some yeah, big so big awards because clever. it tackles things that oh man it's big, very big, human it's isn't it big, it's big biscuits yeah it's really fabulous yeah. Um, but the, I mean I'm sure you, you do. You're right. You're right, though, because that's like because you because you watch something like that and you go, no, this is art. Yeah. So I'm fine to spend all day just watching this because yeah. it, it it's deep and it's meaningful and it does all that. But you are yeah. you then at the end of it, it's like when you eat a cake that you really like. <laughs> you just sit there and you're like, oh no, this is you. You do that, and then you 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 just you look at yourself and you go, I am still just a man sat in my pants <laughs> yeah. who's had my laptop open all day. Yeah, but I suppose <laughs> and now it's dark. <laughs> I suppose eating a cake won't necessarily inspire you, whereas watching something watching like something or reading something yeah, no, it right. might spark something in your brain. You're unless right. you're a you know, unless you're a cake chef, in which case you're a baker, you know, mm-hmm. then true. maybe eating a cake is a good yeah. idea. That is business. Any freelance bakers who want to chat to us? Oh, seriously, come on, come and bake us. Email us at freelancepod@gmail.com. Yeah. We could do something fun where we have them baking something live, so people can hear the baking happening. That's for later, Sammy. Still that's here. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> well, this was what I, I, my first so, couple of years out. I, that, that's that's exactly what I did. Mm. I, would, I I baked a lot. Um, just I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, and I'm making my wedding cake actually in uh, a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> so, but but that was because that was out of um, weeks of unemployment. I was like, oh, I'll I'll learn how to make bread. Or <laughs> did it start with those Tom and Jerry cupcakes, and then it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. and, yeah, and then it's a. Uh, yeah, and there's like a, a tapioca milk, whatever. I, I don't know, some sort of obscure art, artisan loaf that I've come up with. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's so common. You get like freelancers with such mad skills, 
because often you've got to just fill it. You know, you've got to sort of go. Well, I need to do something. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you say, you're really so you're really you're really passionate about cooking. He's an yeah. amazing yeah. cookie. I mean. <laughs> If this was a smell of vision of some kind, the audience would be able to. Is that thing? He's got a lovely, he's got a lovely <laughs> chili just on the hot pot over there now, and it just like the whole room just smells so nice. Yeah, it's, be- it's, a, it's beautiful. Oh, right. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So was that is that something in terms of like? Would you class that as a hobby, or is it is it more yeah. than that to you? Yeah, I think so. I I think it's I think it's important to have. Um, hobbies which have got nothing to do with any form of income because mm. um, an old housemate of mine um, I remember when I was I was doing a lot of cooking and baking when I was you know just just when I was out you know at home and he um, didn't cook that much so I'd happily like make meals for him and stuff um, and uh, he was like oh you should do this for a job why don't you like set up a little business like selling you know x y and z and I was like and I thought about it and I was like but that takes the fun out of it, and that makes it a job. And I think part of it's not—it's not just a freelancer thing. It's um, you know just you know just being happy in yourself. It's finding those things which are a release and are a, are a getaway from you know the world of you know you know going to work and whatever it might be, however you spend your days. Um, but yeah, no, I like I um I'd say it's more of a hobby than uh, than anything else. But uh, I've done bake sales and stuff. I, I did I did the. Uh, Humble brag. I did the, I did the <laughs> marathon, um, uh, the London marathon in 2013. So obviously, like fundraising, I was like, okay, so I'll just bake loads of cakes and stuff. And um, I was working at a theatre at the time, so um, the casting crew came along, and that was like a nice way to spread word. And then they get to know you a little bit, and then you, you, know, you get to know your own company. And um, but yeah, I think it's important to have have hobbies which have got nothing to do with any form of income for yourself. Mm. Um, whatever that might be um, mm. but it is just reading a book because I love reading too but I don't want to open a bookshop you know it's just like, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah 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 totally I think it's important to like do you ever do, do you holiday ever or do you ever like does, does that yeah do you, yeah. To, do you make do you deliberately make time for that in your sort of annual schedule or do you just is it more opportune do you just sort of go oh I've got a bit of a gap let's go away yeah it, I think maybe, maybe when I was Probably when I was single, it would be more last minute because mm. you, you don't, you know, you, you don't have to plan so much, and you're you're like, yeah, let's do that. But there is the nice thing about, um, um, you know, so obviously I got my honeymoon, um, but I think it's, I, I don't know, it's it's that thing though, isn't it? You do you you, you do say like, oh, um, I will be going away for this time, but I, I just did the Edinburgh Fringe. Mm. That was a kind of holiday because it was work away from. Obviously, I wasn't earning any money, so I had to treat it as a holiday, even though it's kind of it is work. Yeah. But um, you know, Edinburgh is an amazing city, and you know, my partner and I we were both there working, but it was still a home from home. We weren't in we weren't in our flat. We weren't working um, Monday to Friday. We were, you know, in an amazing city, like seeing shows every day, and that kind of was a holiday in itself. But yes, we do we do we we make a concerted a concerted effort to have time away from. Life, but I guess I guess a lot of that is obviously designated, I imagine, as well by your partner's schedule as well. Because obviously, mm-hmm. if, they're, if 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 he's on a nine to five and, yeah. and that's his, he works regular hours, I suppose. Then yeah. he'll have 
I imagine he'll have regular contracted holiday within yeah. that annual period and stuff like that. So he can take that and then you can negotiate when that is yeah. and then you can share that time together. Yeah, yeah that's is very it. much so. Um, that, that those two sort of worlds can Mm-hmm. Compatibilise. Yeah, I, I know what you're trying to say. Definitely. Compartmentalise. What does that mean? Compartmental. That's like that, separating that's your separate, life into different. Pretty uh, much the opposite of what I was trying to say. Yeah. But what yeah. I said wasn't <laughs> a word that's ever been in the English language. I'm not saying it. I don't mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Um, but no, he's, that's that's it. And um, of course, you, you do have to you know compare schedules and think about. It. But for my partner, like, he took off. Twelve days to come to Edinburgh, and that's out of his out of his annual leave. I'm like, oh my god, thank you so much. Um, but you know, he's um, very um, aware of like um, he's like, oh, you know, that is that is your job as much as he, he's, he's very selfless. But sorry, I'm, I don't want to go on about him. <laughs> but um, no, he's, he's he's amazing in terms he is of like an absolute legend. Yeah, <laughs> he's, so, such, he's, he's very selfless and like giving up giving up his time for for, for other people and, and and like obviously he um, isn't self employed or you know, mm. doing a freelance job, but um, he's more than happy to assist me in, in me doing my my bits and bobs. I suppose as well. This isn't something we talk about loads on the on the podcast, but I guess his his job is kind of creative he's a marketer isn't he, he p- yeah. pitches you know commercial ideas and things to marketing ideas to companies but I guess that's really important having someone that supports your career mm. um, and I guess it's it's what you were talking about a minute ago how going you know if you were single you could have easily done all these things last minute but yeah so I guess it don't, we haven't really touched upon like partners we sort of talk about in history like uh Back in time when your parent, if your parents were supportive, or whatnot, yeah. But actually, if you've got someone in your life that's that understands your work and can support that, that must be a really, like can keep you going at times. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Is yeah. Is there, I know. Has there ever been like a moment when you've just been like, I don't know, you want to vent about something, something just like angered you about the industry or like one of the jobs you're doing, and mm. then you've just come over and Jay's just like, yeah, just able to calm down because he can understand where you're coming mm-hmm. from or or have you ever had the opposite where actually you've I don't know you've been in someone's company I'm not saying Jay necessarily but just someone who or maybe a housemate or something that mm. didn't understand what you're doing and yeah. couldn't really help definitely and I, I think I mean, you guys have definitely had this when say you go for an audition right um, and I, I remember calling Jay my partner um, after this audition I had because it was it just put me in such a bad mood. And it was, it was this, basically, it was for a commercial, which, uh, tedious at the best of times. Because, um, you know, if you get, if you get the job, fantastic, it's, it's good money, but it's not acting, it's, you're fitting a, you know, you're a certain look that the casting director wants you to have, or, or the, you know, whoever's putting the ad together. But, um, they're not really fun, there's a lot of waiting around, but you, you know, you smile through it because you want to get the job. Anyway, um, all I had to do for this commercial audition was walk in, take my top off, do my profiles, and walk out, and that was it. And they they sent a script through, like my agent sent sent this to me, like, okay, this is this is the brand, this is the character they want to play. Have a little look through this, and they didn't look through because they were probably late, like late running or they were, for whatever reason. All they wanted me to do was walk in, take my top off, do my profiles, and I felt so like dirty and like just 
dirty, dirty. And then I, I remember calling Jay, and it was it was you know it's quite a minor thing really in the grand scheme of things. It doesn't matter. It wasn't the job I wanted anyway, but because it just made me feel really shit, and I just wanted to just have that person. And I'm not saying you know you have to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a husband or wife to to get through. You know, it might be a best friend, it might be a parent or your next door neighbour, whoever it is. But I think venting is uh, definitely a healthy thing because mm. because of the mm. unpredictability of the lifestyle because yeah. of the um and and you know <laughs> there are some funny things that happen which you have to laugh off and you're like what what a ridiculous day i've had today like i've i've earned 47 pounds 62 or whatever you know whatever it is or 120 you know depending on what day it is because yeah. you never know how much you're going to earn but i've earned x amount um and I've done this, 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 and this, and then you're like, "That's what a random day." But, um, <laughs> but actually, oh, it's been it's been quite cool because of this. Or it's been I've had the worst day, and I just need to need someone to vent to about this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's that's kind of the nature of the beast. It is. It is. Yeah. 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 Zoe. Yeah, thank you very much, sir. Yeah, thank you, guys. Oh, yeah. It's been thank fun. You. Yeah, no, that was really lovely. And also, you've. The bare blonde woman and we'll MS agency lady. We'll Great that. voice reel for you, straight away. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, sorry, that was wicked. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening, friends. Freelance Podcast is produced and presented by Andy McLeod and Andrew Hollingworth. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at FreeglancePod. And like and subscribe on all your usual podcast outlets. If you have any thoughts, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at freeglancepod at gmail.com. See you next time. Stay free.